It is uh, 37 past one. Chad Hartman, and it's time for Playing Politics' this partnership with the Star Tribune editorial board today, represented by John Rash and Scott Gillespie. Gentlemen, pleasure. Let's, uh, we have the House impeachment managers making their case uh, today, starting at 11 a.m. our time. I watched the first hour and during breaks. I'm trying to watch also. Very organized, very detailed. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you as a remarkable contrast to Bruce Castor yesterday for the president of the United States. Scott, I believe you would have made a significantly better presentation on behalf of the president. I, I guess I'm not shocked because he was struggling to find an attorney. Fired the attorneys about 10 days ago. Hired these guys about a week ago. Uh, even Republicans were calling out the uh, very poor performance. But in the end, Scott, does it matter? Does it matter that right now the Democrats are showing a more compelling case? Does this matter? To te- Does it matter enough to 10 to 12 more Republicans to potentially convict Donald Trump? Well, thank you for your faith in my lawyering skills, Chad. I'm not sure that I agree, but I did it during times yesterday think that Trump would have been better off trying to hire Jimmy McGill from Better Call Saul to represent him than than who he came up with. Um, Yeah, wandering, inconsistent, uh, not particularly fact-based, pretty horrible uh, defense of the president. Will it make a difference? Uh, time will tell. I would not want to bet any money that it will. Uh, 17 Senate votes seems to me, 17 Republican Senate votes seems to me to be a, a mountain too high, given the state of our politics today. Sure seems like the Republican Party is still Trump's party. And so I uh, I can't see that number of Republican senators voting to uh, voting to convict. Same thing to you, John. I think Scott is quite right that they won't surmount the 17 threshold of Republican senators. They may get more than the five who are to have signaled prior to the impeachment trial that they are open to it. And indeed, they did pick up an additional one in Senator Cassidy out of Louisiana yesterday, who specifically said in response to his switch of a vote to have the impeachment trial proceed, that it was based on the really poor performance of President Trump's lawyers. I think that when you talk about does it matter, it certainly does with the 100 jurists who are in there, many of them who came in on both sides who had made up their mind, but perhaps more profoundly with the American people. And the difference is dramatic in this impeachment trial relative to the previous one, because that one was about a phone call, which by definition is audio, and they didn't have the audio that they played with it. This one is much more visual and visceral with video that they showed to kick it off, and certainly a whole lot more today, including a long series of tweets and speeches by the president. So it's very much a modern media impeachment trial that's proceeding right now, and it's showing up to a certain degree where two recent polls and two the last two days showed that 56% of Americans believe that President Trump should be convicted and barred from running from off for office in the future. That's a much higher number 
than ever occurred during the first impeachment trial. So the American public, at least, seemingly has been impacted by the events and by the trial itself. John, they're, they're making the case in, in a complete way, including what you just laid out, showing what was taking place leading up to the election when the president basically said, I mean, not basically, he said, if I lose, it was stolen, never accepting the results, saying things over and over again, which were demonstrably false, which were thrown out in court. And all that matters. But to me, John, the biggest part of this case is on the day itself, on January 6th, what he said with the speech, and then even more importantly to me, John, what he did not do when insurrections overwhelmed law enforcement and when the commander-in-chief has the most important job in front of him to protect the citizens of our country. And here is the Capitol overrun with people chanting and looking to potentially hang Mike Pence and looking for others that the reporting, and even from Ben Sass, the Nebraska senator, it's clear that the president didn't understand why other people in the White House weren't enjoying this, why they didn't feel like this was vindication, that he was hours late in giving any sort of condemnation in his first uh, video presentation, I love you, you're very special people. And it was Mike Pence who called out the National Guard. To me, that is the main point of impeachment, that when he had the ability with as full of force as anybody on the planet to defend his vice president and the senators, the congressmen, and the family members, he didn't do it for hours. And they're going to get to that part of the process because they're going through this in a very methodical way. And I think you make several compelling points, Chad, including the way they've laid this out. Certainly they have focused on, as you just suggested, the January 6th speech. And some senators on the Republican side have tried to isolate that event. And one even said yesterday, perhaps he needs a mulligan on that one. And in other words, a do-over. But it wasn't only that episode. No way. For weeks and months, he laid out what they are calling the big lie, that the election was stolen, the whole idea of stop the steal, and that they then have to take specific action to stop the steal. And it's all backed up by video evidence, tweets, and other communications that shows the president in terms of what he did. And as you said, they're going to get to this afternoon what he didn't do in terms of once the Capitol was stormed, as the impeachment manager said today, he was in a unique, if not singular, position to be able to stop what was happening. And one thing that I think that regardless of how people feel about impeachment, that anyone who's paying attention to this gets a better sense of is just how extraordinarily close we came and there's no other word to put than this to a slaughter of several representatives or senators, people wanting to kill Vice President Pence. And, you know, thankfully for the Capitol Police, um, who were able to finally get control of the mob, that didn't happen. Tragically, of course, several did lose their lives and several more were injured at this point. But the president, you're quite right, didn't do anything to stop it. And indeed, 
when he put out that video, ended it by saying, we love you, which to those yeah. in the chamber, they were the ones who were being attacked. Just pick up on that, Scott. The president of the United States is saying we love you. When these individuals, John's right, it's amazing how close we came to losing lives. It's clear now from the evidence. There were people there with the ability to hunt people down and were saying we want to end their lives. And the president could have sent any sort of force to stop this and for hours and hours and hours. As the insurrectionists controlled the Capitol, he did zero. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded, Chad, that uh, on January 6th, as the uh, uh, protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call insurgents, were busting their way into the Capitol, the three of us happened to be uh, on your show at that time uh, live trying to determine what was going on as we watched yes. television screens over our you know, shoulders. And I think we had a sense that it was bad, but I don't think we had a sense of how bad it was. And it's really, it took, it's taken all of this video to come out and apparently there'll be no more new video. There will be more new video this afternoon. Uh, But it's, uh, you know, the more you watch, the more unsettling it is, the more you know, obviously, about lives being lost and injuries and PTSD on the part of the police who were left uh, there without any backup uh, because of Trump's decisions and lack of movement that day. Uh, you know, it, the indictment of uh, on, on him inciting this is pretty clear. And uh, I, I just I can't. Mitch McConnell has said that this for the Senate, he thinks this should be a vote of conscience. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, uh, those are words. That's not a vote. And uh you know, I I think there's still a very good chance it will be some senators may make a vote of conscience and others may make a vote of politics. Let's talk about Mitch McConnell when we come back. So Plain Politics Star Tribune editorial board today with Scott Gillespie and John Rash. I want to talk about your furnace. I want to talk about bitter how bitterly cold it is outside. It's 10 below. I read you the forecast at the bottom of the hour. In all sincerity, for us to have more typical mid-February weather, it's middle of next week. I mean, no, it's the end of next week. I apologize. It's Friday, Saturday before we get highs in the upper teens and lows above zero. So how old is that furnace? Is it 12 years? Is it eight? Is it working fine? I have a deal of the year for you with my friends at k Heating and Air. Eight years for me as a customer, 33 years for this company, successful in business, Tens of thousands of customers, thousands of repeat customers, and they know the last year was tough on so many people. And this time of year, it's kind of slow in buying furnaces and air conditioners. You can get a high-efficiency Lennox furnace for under $2,300. Not kidding. How do they do this? They partner the Lennox furnace with the matching air conditioner, and you get the furnace for $2,295. You need all the details? Here's the best way to go. Call them, 952-697-4328, or visit them at ksheating.com. It's uh, 152. Chad Hartman back here with you on CCO with John and Scott, John Rash and Scott Gillespie from the uh, Star Tribune. Okay, Scott, I'll start with you because you mentioned Mitch McConnell. We get these reports 
where McConnell says, as you said, vote your conscience, where he's not going to rally the votes. We also saw him vote that this uh, shouldn't happen, that it's not constitutional. So I don't get it, right? If he's saying the president's actions and words played a part, it, 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 and and I guess he can he can he can legally do, try to defend it as constitutional. It's very subjective. More people have said it is than it isn't. And and Scott, I still go back to it. Should matter. It should matter if it's the last five minutes of your president. Or else, let's just start saying let's let's bring a game show element to this, Scott. Let's say anytime a president is leaving, January, he or she gets to do whatever they want. And there's no implications. Yeah, let's not have that. Uh, let's not have that happen. Although we may be no. well on the road to that right here. Uh, McConnell also, you, you might remember, before Trump's first impeachment uh, trial, said that he would not he would not consider himself an impartial juror. Yeah, He'd already made right. up his mind. So you're right, Chad, to point out the strange inconsistency in voting that. The entire endeavor is, is not constitutional. But now that, that that effort failed to say that you can vote your conscience, and then to add that he himself has not made up his mind on how he'll vote, uh, I, you know, uh, I'll just be very shocked if there's a, a vote to convict from Mitch McConnell. Uh, John, I'll take it further. You guys name the restaurant in North America. I will pay for the ticket, and I'll buy the whole meal if Mitch McConnell votes to convict. I think there's zero chance. I think it's highly unlikely as well, although I think in the immediate aftermath of the attack, it actually was possible, maybe not plausible, but what set Senator McConnell back so much was the extraordinary grip that President Trump has and will continue seemingly to have on the Republican Party, at least in the months and perhaps years to come. And I think that some senators, especially in the heat of the moment, who thought that that grip had been broken on the desecration of democracy and its symbol of the U.S. Capitol, have been surprised by how so many have rallied around the president, considered it unthinkable that he would be impeached, and how they had junior members of their caucus, Senators Cruz and Hawley, and Johnson of Wisconsin is just three examples, make it a litmus test for the remainder of senators in terms of even considering you know, this as a case. So I think that uh, Mitch McConnell is a really skilled vote counter and generally has a pretty good sense of politics. I think that he was surprised that there weren't more who rallied to his call for a conscious vote. And we'll have to see what happens here in the next week when they eventually do have that roll call. Is there, we got 45 seconds left each one of you. John, you first. Any other wild card to watch that could really swing this? Yes, I think that this compilation of video evidence, and if you get some senators who were part of this and are talking to themselves, maybe some of them say, we really do need to send a message, and you could get a few more that break away. I don't think at all it will be enough to convict the president but it could go north of the 55 that it appears to be right now. How about you, Scott? If we learn even more about what Trump knew might happen, 
if we can, if, if the Democrats can show more of a pattern uh, and and direct link to him in the planning, maybe the funding of the uh, of the rally slash protest that led to the Capitol rioting, maybe that could swing it. Um, and we should we should let them present their case. We literally have opening yeah. arguments today, so it's not That's over. Cool. And uh, I know I've expressed my own skepticism. Maybe some would say even cynicism about it, but. Uh, we should, you know, so at least a week-long trial, it looks like, and, and more, there'll be evidence. So more evidence. Excellent info as always, guys. Thanks so much. Stay well. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Chad.